Witch Witch Podcast. I'm Galena. I'm Lyra. Welcome to the darkness. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and run through our shout outs real quick. We got DK Hall Jr., which is Dave Hall. Uh, Jade, she didn't want us to mention her Insta handle, I believe. That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Uh, Mother of Legion, also known as Philippa. Hey, Philippa. <laughs> uh, daughter Judy K., also known as Jamie. Um... Usually we do shout outs for people that have reached out to us or we've had some sort of contact with. We love it when you guys talk to us, um, especially if you have a suggestion for the show, uh, any questions or, or something like that, or corrections. We've said that a few times, but uh, the majority of this podcast is us learning along with you. Um, I, I can honestly say I've actually learned a lot already from mm-hmm. the beginning of this to now. Yeah. Um, so it's been very nice and we love it when you guys talk to us. Um, if we're giving you a shout out, that's sort of a big thank you, uh, for talking with us and sharing this experience. Because it's so great to get validation. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Honestly. (laughs) That you guys are actually listening. We're not lobbing this out into the void. So thank you. It really touches my heart. And honestly, every single time you guys message us, it appears as a screenshot in the group chat and one of us squeeing. Absolutely. We're huge nerds. Uh, every time somebody sends a message or, uh, like if we get a surprising amount of listens early on after posting a, uh, a new episode or something, we're always screenshotting and sending it to each other and being like, people are listening to us. People are listening to the podcast we made. And I'm like, why? Why are they doing that? Why are they listening to us? We're idiots. I mean, we literally told you we're idiots. Yeah, it's in our tagline. <laughs> that was that was a very similar laugh. Well, you know, we live together. No wonder people have a hard time picking out which one of us is talking. <laughs> Um, so we, I don't know what I'm saying. Fall. Fall. (laughs) Fall is here. Thank God. Like, don't get me wrong. According to the calendar, it's technically been fall for a little while. It's fall now. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, But where we live, it finally feels like fall. It's getting uh, chillier outside. Um, there's less birds. (laughs) There's less birds. <laughs> Those whore birds that keep you up at night. Which for her, night is day and day is night. Shut Even up. though I'm apparently the vampire. To be fair, you're only not living that lifestyle because you have an adult job. I mean, that is fair. <laughs> um, but it was damp and kind of cold all day today. It was, it was pretty low today. Was it in the 50s? I don't know, but I wore a sweater all day. And it was fantastic. Not that the 50s is, like, super cold or anything, but it's so much more comfortable <laughs> <laughs> than when it's hot outside. Um, and uh, I was told it's supposed to get in the 30s later in the <gasps> week. Not during the day. Let me be clear. Aww. I'm so sorry. I misled you. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for 30s weather. I am already there. I'm like, so excited. low 60s, high 50s. That's where I want to exist. Yeah, that's perfect. That is perfect weather. I can wear my Vader sweater. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so ready for boots weather. 
and like sweater weather. Like Sweaters. snow can fucking stay off for a while. I want like three months of fall. I bought a massive sweater at the beginning of the summer from a Goodwill <laughs> because I knew that if I was like, well, it's summer, I'm not going to wear this. And I didn't buy that sweater for like three fucking dollars. I was going to regret it when it started getting colder. That's fair. I'm so excited. It's so big. I'm a big person, and it's giant on me, so I don't even know what size it is. There's no tag. I need to find my Mass Effect hoodie. I bought the biggest hoodie oh, so cool. that the website sold. Oh, God. We I shop online to... all the time, so we thought they would be smaller. I'm sorry. I totally interrupted. No, it's okay. We interrupt each other all the time. I bought, like, a size 5 or 6X and no, it's men's. it's 6. Is it 6X? Because that's how big my Dragon Age shirt is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's probably based upon sizes that aren't really American sizes. Because yeah. usually, I mean, we're Americans on, on average are just bigger. I mean, honestly, even when we're not fat, Americans are big. And so I figured, you know, it it maybe fit like a men's 2X, maybe a 3X if I was lucky. Because, I mean, I'm tall and I'm broad-shouldered. And people lie on the internet. This <laughs> hoodie comes to my knees. And I am 5'9". <laughs> and it is fantastic. I Do you remember when you were a kid and you'd wear... Or do you listen to John Mulaney <laughs> and you know about night shirts? <laughs> or sleep yes, shirts? I remember sleep shirts very well. I still have a couple. Like when you're a kid and they give you an adult-sized t-shirt and it's a sleep shirt... My Dragon Age shirt is a sleep shirt. It's true. <laughs> she looks like a little girl I sitting like in a it. Child. I could sleep inside of the shirt. It's amazing. This is going to make it sound like we are just ordering larger sizes for no reason. We're large people. <laughs> they just happen to be so much bigger than we expected. I told my boss after I bought or after you bought because she bought the shirt for me. After you bought that shirt uh, that uh, I got a six, a men's six XL Dragon Age shirt, and he was like, "Why?" Surprised he wasn't like, "Where?" <laughs> He's was, a big dude too. Yeah, he is. It was also on sale at the time. It was like eight dollars. Oh, so fantastic good. buy! I don't know if Bioware's still having the sale, but if you like any of their things, I doubt it. That's been months it's been ago. yeah. I, it was it was at least six months ago. Even thought about that stupid hoodie. I wonder where it is. It's probably buried in the coat rack. We have so many layers of crap on the coat rack. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> we're very excited about fall. Fall. I'm very excited about um the salted caramel hot chocolate and mochas at Starbucks. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I love pumpkin spice. It's delicious. It's so good. But I'm I'm a chocolate person. I know. Mm. When it's salty, ugh. Honestly, give me peppermint mocha iced coffee. Yes. I will drink that in the summer. I actually like the the peppermint mocha over at McDonald's better at Star better than at Starbucks. Really? Yeah, I think it's a lot better. Well, the Starbucks around here mine. always is so burned tasting. Well, it's what happens when you let a teenager run <laughs> a coffee pot and they don't want to be there and you don't pay them a fair wage. That's true. And people are shitty to them all day. There's They're this... not going to care about their product. That's absolutely true. There's this really great hipster guy, though, that works at the, the one downtown that makes fantastic coffee. <laughs> and I don't mean hipster as in like, oh, he's a hipster. Like, he's a really cool dude. He just is also a hipster. People are just mean about hipsters anymore, which <laughs> in some cases is fair. Yeah. Sometimes. 
let's not get into that right now. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm so excited about fall. Honestly, now that we're talking about peppermint mocha coffee, I actually used it as a base for oh, yeah. a confidence spell recently and drank it and I did. I felt jazzed and confident. It could have just been the sugar and the caffeine, <laughs> but I felt it. Oh, that's so good. And I mean, like, stimulants like that are a good boost for a spell, you know? They sugar are. and caffeine. They are. Um, edible spells are cool. Uh, edibles. More <laughs> Not edibles, edibles, <laughs> but edible spells. Um, I'm so sorry. I lost my mind for a second. Uh, I have this idea that I'm going to post some fall recipes yes. through this month. We'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, if they've made it this far, they know that we're shitty. Yeah, that's true. We try. We get a lot of grand ideas. Maybe about 20% of them actually make it. Like, it's okay. It's that thing where um, I'm like, yeah, I definitely have time in the day to do this. And then I get there and I'm like, all oh, right, but I don't have the energy. Yeah. Um, anyone out there listening, if you know the term spoonie, <laughs> we kind of function on that. Depression's a hell of a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, it, it's the season for seasonal defective. No, seasonal effect. Listen, I haven't. Seasonal affective <laughs> disorder. I don't know. It's called sad. Yes. Because you get sad. <sighs> Me, my boss, and um, the assistant manager got together the other day and had a discussion on, hey, if, if any of us start acting depressed, get on my ass so we know how to fix or so we know to well, do something about it. October is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, or was it September? Oh, no, I think you're right. I think it is October. I'm I fairly could be certain. Wrong. You know what that makes me think of? What? That one picture of the thing that says Mental Health Desk. And it's the person, and it's like all decorated for Halloween. The person has like a pumpkin on their head. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and it's just like, it seems like the person's insane, but they're just being festive. <laughs> um, <sighs> if I work on either trick or treat or, oh, that's, like, people that aren't in the U.S. don't really have trick-or-treat nights, though. No, they don't, but... And then I think I think places out in the Midwest still have trick-or-treat on uh, actual Halloween, like the 31st. We did here, like, a year or two ago, and I got super excited. Because as a child, I always wanted trick-or-treat to be on right? Halloween. And they always did it, like, the Thursday before. So I asked somebody about that, and what they said to me was, well, if it's not Halloween, weirdos aren't going to be out. And listen, if you're worried about weirdos plus kids, they're going to be out when the kids are out. Like yeah, that's, no, that's their whole thing. If they're, if they're pedophiles, they're, they're going to be, be out. where the kids are. It doesn't matter what the day of the month is. Halloween <gasps> has no bearing on whether or not they're going to be suddenly weirder. And then again, I guess uh, some places do have things like Devil's Night and all that. That's never really been a thing around here, though. No. I thought that was just a thing in the crow. <laughs> no, Is that a real thing? Yeah, people set fires. What? Yeah. That's a real thing? Yeah, it's like it's like arson night. Let's <laughs> <laughs> add devil's night to the list of things that I didn't know. <laughs> Along with narwhals. <laughs> and ligers. Oh, and ligers, that's yeah. right. Um, 
Glenna has an ever-growing list of things she's surprised exist in the world. <laughs> One of which is narwhals. My favorite of which is narwhals. She didn't know they were real. She thought they were fake like unicorns. I mean, they're the unicorn of the sea. <laughs> it would make more sense for them to not exist than to exist. I feel like, wasn't there something... This is going to be so shitty. Wasn't there also something that's not real that you thought was real? Probably. And it was wild because you didn't know narwhals were real, but there is something <laughs> that's not real. But it's not something that seemed, that, that like would seem unreal. I don't remember what it is, though. I'm just jabbering at this point. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was something equally ridiculous. Did you know that there's factual basis for jackalopes? What? Yeah, okay, hold on. Let me remember what it is. Um, something that you wouldn't expect to be in is rabbits. Is a deer fucking a rabbit? No, shut the fuck up. <laughs> We're talking about real things here. I mean, I'm sure that's oh my God. been attempted. All right, Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen chicken on goat. <laughs> goat on chicken. <laughs> Dog on cat, um, cat on cow. <laughs> uh, hold on, shush. It's something that you wouldn't. You're hearing scratching in the background. That's my old dog. <laughs> um, jeez. And yeah. uh, we also have a floor furnace, so you're getting a show. <laughs> Just going to dance on all the noisy things. <laughs> Thank you, darling. My husband to the rescue. Um, okay, no, wait, hold on. It's a thing that um, you don't think rabbits would have, and I think, now I might be fucking lying about what the disease is, because I can't quite remember. I think it's HPV. <laughs> Do you think grow horns because they got it's HPV? something like that. It's probably not HPV. <laughs> they don't get genital horns, they get head horns. No, there's something that they get that causes calcium deposits on the top of their heads. But, or, well, like one calcium deposit. And uh, it doesn't get big like a big antler or anything, but like you can find them with these hard calcified things just sticking out of the top of their heads. So that's what the, the basis for jackalopes was. That makes sense. Isn't that cool though? That is cool. I'm just thinking about bunnies with HPV now. <laughs> I've, I'm pretty, now that I've said it on our goddamn podcast, I'm pretty <laughs> confident it's not HPV. <laughs> I don't know. Just imagine Bugs Bunny having to call Lola. Oh my god! Stop! You've got HPV. He'd also have to call Elmer Fudd, though. (laughs) Have you seen that post? (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) I'm pretty sure he's got to call Daffy too. There's this no. There's this post where like. They do the thing where they're tearing down the, the sign for hunting season or not hunting season or something yeah. like that. You know, that'll get a uh, gag. And at some point they tear it down and it's like mating season or something. And Elmer Fudd gets like bedroom eyes. And uh, like, th- it was it was all in still shots when I saw the post. Mm. So it could just be cobbled together. Um, but later, Bugs Bunny is like walking out of a cabin with like hearts around him and stuff. And he's like complaining and there's like a heart... In- there's a, I think there's a couple hearts clustered un, uncomfortably close to his, his rear. <laughs> so it's sort of suggested, but I, I, I don't know. You never know. Then again, Tex Avery was like a dirty old guy. <laughs> yeah, he had like big boobs, like girls in underwear running around in half of his cartoons. Like fucking the Red Riding Hood thing oh where they were in gosh. like a jazz club. Yeah. I unironically love every bit of like aesthetic in that that cartoon episode though 
because it was all like zoot suits and <laughs> and shit about that but mixed with it. like classic fairy tales it was pretty neat oh my gosh there's this horrible we're just off so off subject but there's this really awful comic series for Grimm's fairy tales and it's all over sexualized and I own like eight <laughs> of the trades huh. they're bad they're not good stories but I love them I'd expect nothing less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, shit, it's been 16 minutes. I don't think we've talked about anything. Well, we talked about fall. For like a second. So, you know, fall's <laughs> here. Yay. We made apple pie. Apple. Uh, oh, yeah, we did. We made apple pie. I said it like apple. Apple. Apple pie. And, uh, I think that's the only, like, real Which fally thing I we've done. None of. No <gasps> one did. I had a bite. Well, we made it sugar-free Someone for... who shall remain nameless. Well, it was for his birthday. I know. Um, we made it sugar-free for my husband. And um, I am real picky about pie crust. Because I really prefer homemade pie crust to... Uh, I almost said homemade eye crust. Gross. Um, Isn't all eye crust homemade? You would hope. I <laughs> mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I prefer homemade pie crust to store bought, and one year I actually boycotted the pies at Thanksgiving <laughs> because everybody went behind my back and bought frozen pie crusts instead of just waking me up to make the pie crusts. To be fair, you're an absolute terror to wake up. That's true, but what is that? You know what you're gonna. I don't know how I'm trying to put this sentence together. I'm just saying it's a small price to pay for good pie crust. I now make your husband wake you up. That's fair. I'm much nicer when he wakes me up. Yeah, because I usually just slap you really, really hard on the ass. That's true, and he wakes me up really gently and sweetly, so... <laughs> well, I'm not going to make out with you, so... That's true. Uh, but I've been having trouble with my pie crust being crumbly, especially where we've been doing sugar-free for my husband... Um, so just for anyone out there, we added an egg this time to see if that would add some structure. Cause we, the way we were taught was literally just with butter, sugar, and, flour. uh, flour. Um, which is fine. I mean, it tastes good and it's usually flaky, but you need the structure of the sugar to hold the pie crust together. Without it, you don't have an option. Um, so we added an egg. It didn't make it like fluffy at all. I think it worked out perfectly. It did. Yeah. It was so, a happy medium. It was really good. And if you're making um, fall pies and you're looking to spice the crust a little bit, all spice is the perfect spice to put in it. So there's some, some fall cooking tips. I'm confident everyone else already knows these things. You'd be surprised. You didn't know about the pie weights. That's true. I didn't know about pie weights. They're these like little ceramic marbles that you put in your pie to keep it from bubbling. I think that's so cool. And it's really cool because you have to cook your pie a little bit before you put your filling in so it doesn't just melt. Yeah. Oh, the lattice turned out this really well this time, mm -hmm. too. Hilariously <clears throat> enough, we were going to post pictures of the pie, and I've got a whole bunch of pictures of the prep <laughs> and cutting of everything. We stayed up kind of late preparing it and went to sleep right after it was done. And again, someone who shall remain nameless ate the entire thing while we were sleeping. <laughs> so there are no finished product pictures. None. <laughs> uh, he did share a bite with me of, like, the last piece. Aww. It was pretty good. Anyway. Um, did I already mention that I want to do 
recipes through this month. Yeah, I did. Yes. Do you have any idea of what recipes you would like to share? I'm thinking about making more hot boys. <laughs> okay, by that she, <laughs> I really she means use. like savory turnovers. Yeah. Well, I was actually kind of thinking about making pumpkin pie hot boys. I'm down for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that sounds yeah. real good. Um, I want to. I want to mix pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Fuck me. I want to mix pumpkin pumpkin puree. Pumpkin. I'm gonna punch you. I want to mix pumpkin puree and sweet potato to try and make I'm gonna punch you right in the stomach. Uh vomit all over you. Um to make some pie. I actually suggested that to our mother and she was like, oh <laughs> really It'll wasn't just be fond like of it. a hybrid sweet potato pumpkin pie. I think it would be delicious. Yeah, no, I like both, so let's do it. Let's do it. Um I'm gonna eat an entire raw sweet potato. That's how excited for, for fall <laughs> fall vegetables I am. See, I can fucking imagine it. It's just Lyra making odd eye contact with everybody in the room as she just crunches into that motherfucking raw sweet potato. Just <laughs> I just love orange vegetables. They're delicious. Oh, Jesus Christ. They're my favorites. Um, a little while ago, we were actually at a buffet with Nettle, and I had already eaten an entire plate of food, and I was going to uh, make a second pass to see if there was anything else I wanted a little bit of. Uh, before I got a cookie or something for dessert. And um, Galena had sweet potato on her plate that I hadn't seen in the buffet. And I don't know how I actually said it. I feel like it was probably more toned down than this. But in my head, I remember it as me like just slamming my hands on either side of the table going, There's sweet potato! <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how it is in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the layoff I'm starving voice. Yes. Um, in my head it was a very Chris Farley moment. <laughs> it was kind of Chris Farley-esque, but I, it was a lot more subdued than you think it was. That's good. You I just know how really I felt. angry at me that I found the sweet potato and I didn't bring it to your attention before you got back to the table. So I, after eating an entire plate of food, went back to the buffet and came back to the table with an with entire, entire plate, plate. Of uh, sweet potato, and I ate all of it. And um, that's a bad idea. It was a mistake. I'm willing to admit that, but it was delicious. I was so sick. I know. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> orange, uh, orange vegetables and dark green vegetables are my favorite vegetables. Anywho, <laughs> let's. Let's get a move on with this fucking podcast and maybe talk about witchcraft, huh? Yeah. Who? Uh, our next segment is going to be on witchy fashion. Witchy fashion. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's like <laughs> literally a second for them. Yeah. What, what the hell, man? Oh my god, leave me alone. Shitty segue. <laughs> we need. What's the uh, sound equivalent of a star wipe? <laughs> <laughs> Like, just like a strum on a guitar. Just playing. <laughs> the last time we did that, though, it sounded awful. Oh, my God. I almost jumped out of my skin. I know. It was unsettling. I didn't realize we were still recording. We are still recording. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll see you in the fashion segment. <laughs> Welcome to the Witch <laughs> Fashion Hour. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh through that. <laughs> uh... So obviously there's no set style for being a witch. You're a witch. 
You wear clothes. <laughs> You're wearing witchy fashion. Exactly. Um, however you dress, whatever you feel comfortable in uh, is your own personal business. Um, personally, I do like some stuff that to me reads as witchy for when we're doing stuff because it makes me feel a little more in the groove. Like uh, this hoodie. Yes. I'm wearing right now. This beautiful moon moon face hoodie. Fashionable Torrid. (laughs) (laughs) No. Like, seriously, Torrid has the best witchy clothing. Honestly, for for the the kind of aesthetic, the sort of, like, gothy um, aesthetic. (laughs) What is it you said? You're either a Halloween town witch or or you're the the craft witch. (laughs) <laughs> well no because i think i think there's like a divide you know like there's the the sort of gothy witch look and then there's sort of like the mix between like a wizard and a hippie witch look <laughs> you know what i mean no it's t- i actually get exactly what you mean yeah um which i like i i, I genuinely think i merge the two fairly well i think i live <laughs> you know i could see you in a cape yet like with dress pants on <laughs> What? I'm bringing the cape back as you fling it over your shoulder. I want to bring the cape back. I want to make a cape. Okay. Yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> let's make some goddamn cape. Okay. Now, honestly, I don't know if anybody out there is crafty, but I don't understand what black magic exists inside of a sewing machine <laughs> that makes it work. They're wild. I See, I can't even do it. It, you know, like, I have to, like, sacrifice a toad and all kinds of stuff just to get it to not knot up. I, honestly, that's a lie. It took hours and hours and hours of adjusting that machine over and over again to make two whole purses. I genuinely think, to, like, a part of it is how shitty my sewing machine is. Because it's real cheap. Um, When I was, like, 16, maybe even 15, our maternal grandmother bought it for me at like a show they were doing in the shell of an old uh, Dollar General. <laughs> and I think she genuinely paid like maybe 80 bucks for it, which is quite a lot. And it was a pretty, pretty pricey gift, um, especially for, you know, <laughs> our family standards. Um, yeah. But uh, it's just not, it's just not good at what it does. I do have a really old um, singer in a sewing table and the machine is fine but the little shelf that it works on to make the table like fold up um is broken so if i can Mm. fix that shelf and bolt the the sewing machine back down to it i think i can uh have a really vintage working sewing machine which i'm i'm totally all over (laughs) it has this weird little like wiry thing with a bulb on the top so you can see what you're doing in the dark it's really nice i like it a lot cute it's gorgeous i don't think i've ever actually looked at it that's the i one... didn't real i didn't realize there was still a sewing machine in it until i picked it up yeah it's super heavy to move it and it it's weighs literally like a like chunk pounds. of iron oh my gosh <sighs> that's uh i don't remember which great grandmother that belonged to i don't know if it was georgie or it if was, it was, was it mm-hmm. i thought so but i wasn't too sure so i'm really excited to own that little piece of our family history because there's oh, there's really not that much <laughs> to be handed down you know we sort of run through all of the stuff we own (laughs) and i can't say anything because so have we like yeah like i'm not gonna have anything to pass down no anyway tangent um so we're gonna talk about uh personal fashions um nettle has recorded a segment on fashion so we'll be hearing from her in a few minutes 
And uh, Sage was supposed to record with us tonight, but she's had a... Sage sucks. No, she's had a long week, um, and she has to work early tomorrow. So she went ahead and went to bed. Um, So we'll probably be hearing from her either next episode, like next big episode, or next uh, bonus episode, which we're still not sure what we're doing on the bonus episode. Um, So we'll see. We'll see how that works out with Sage. Um, But I guess I'll go ahead and talk about my personal preferences with witchy fashion. Um, I like sort of, I, I dress sort of gothy anyway. Um, I was, <clears throat> I was an emo kid <laughs> back in the day. Was. Shut up. <laughs> I, um, I still listen to all the music. Oh my God. When we did Sage's bottle spell, um, we, I'm making so much noise with my leg right now. Um, we set up uh, our front porch because <laughs> uh, that's where we did it. Very magical surrounding. Um, we made uh, a very nice ambiance for uh, the spell and for uh, trying to get visions from burning bay leaves and all that. Uh, and we had candles lit. Um, it was it was a lovely evening, and we wanted some music. So we actually played this the Vitamin String Quartet's tribute to My Chemical Romance. And for Sage and I, who have decided that for our uh, corresponding tattoos that we're going to get, we're probably going to get something My Chemical Romance related. That was great. That was like fulfilling a lifelong dream. Because <laughs> we, um, we're still emo kids at heart. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Yes, are. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... I still have my fingerless skeleton gloves from that era. I still wear them every winter. I love them. I think everybody holds on to one stupid thing, you know? Probably. Mine are the gloves. I think I've got a Godsmack t-shirt that I bought at a concert. <laughs> Back in like, oh god, like 2000 or 2001. Oh yeah, that would have been a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, so uh, I do tend to dress a little gothy. Um, anyhow... And uh, as I've gotten older, I've incorporated more collar. Um, I mean, it, I've always liked collar. And I, I don't particularly like super bright collars, but I like it when they're very saturated. I like it when they're on the darker end of the spectrum anyway. Like darker reds, purples, blues, and greens, things like that. I'm just going to start listing collars now, I guess. Just every collar. Just all the collars. I do kind of like all the collars, but I, I like them on the darker end. Um, and uh, I, like I said before, I, I do think I straddle that, um, that divide between the craft and Halloween town fairly well. <laughs> uh, I like, I don't want to just be like sweaters. I like sweaters and just <laughs> leave it at that, but I do like sweaters. Um, sweaters are good. I like it when things are kind of flowy, but I also like, you know, strappy, uh, details uh, which is part of the reason why we like bralettes so much. Uh, you can take the plainest looking shirt and add a bralette and it looks so fancy. Um, I actually tend to cut the shoulders or arms off of every t-shirt I own. Uh, so a bralette, look, just if it's especially like an open-shouldered shirt, just makes it look great. Um, I've been wearing a lot more dresses and skirts than I used to. Because mm. apart from being an emo kid, I was also... Also, not like other girls. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I've really embraced how, how nice dresses can be more recently. Dresses and skirts. Um, and we're, we are all going to put together at least one outfit, by the way, uh, using at least a... It's like a polyvore clone. Yeah, polyvore's gone for anybody who ever used it. It was great. Does it allow for layer lapping? Lapping. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. Because um, there was one that I tried that was supposed to replace polyvore, but, like, you couldn't get rid of the white edges, and it wouldn't let you layer stuff on top, and it was just, it was awful. I hated it. Yeah, this one allows you to layer and stuff. Nice. Uh, so we're all going to put together um, outfits and post it on our, our Tumblr, which we realize has been kind of hard to reach for some people. Um, we're going to figure out if we have that toggle that makes it hard to find, you know, it makes like your Tumblr kind of private or whatever. Uh, we're going to see if we have that switched on. If not, I don't, I don't know what else we can do, but we'll, we'll definitely send you a link to it if you message us. I've had success on my personal blogs. I tried not on our which, 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 which podcast, podcast <laughs> uh, blog. I went on my personal blog and if you just search which, which podcast no altogether, spaces. no spaces, it comes up every time for me. Me too. You do have to hit enter though, because it won't just yeah. auto populate for yeah, me. Yeah, if you hit enter, it'll pop up. Um, but if you're still having trouble, let us know. We'll send you a link. Um, worst comes to worst, you can send us your Tumblr. And if we find it, we'll send you a message. Um, anyhow, back to fashion. Um, I do personally really like um, a lot of the, the classy, classy, <laughs> classic um, witchy goth vibes. Um, and I guess... I guess they're in some festival wear. <laughs> um, but I like flowy shirts. And I, especially if it's long, I don't really like to wear skirts with like flowy stuff. I like, I prefer pants or leggings. Um, I have this one very cute t-shirt, not t-shirt, um, like button-up shirt dress that I think looks very witchy. Um... It's very cute, and it, like, what's that thing? <laughs> I can't. It gets bigger? It Yes, but it, like, flares. It flares out at the hip. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word, and I couldn't illustrate it, so I was just flapping my arms wildly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, it gets bigger? Well, it sure does. <laughs> um, we have, between the two of us, because uh, Galena and I, tend to share the, a closet, um, have quite a few very witchy styled leggings. <laughs> like we have some Ouija board leggings and, um, constellation wagon, weggings. Weggings. Most of our nicer stuff or the, the stuff that we've been wearing more recently is from Torrid though. Um, cause as we've said multiple times on the podcast, we are bigger people. Um, Torrid's great. I, what do they cover? Like from size 10 to like 30, I think size 30 or 32, something like that. Yeah. Um, it is pricey. Um, and don't get me wrong. If oh you no, we catch, hit the sales rack real yeah, hard. If you catch, especially if they have a good sale going on, um, they're wonderful. Like their online sales are fantastic. I think you paid, what, $11 for those leggings? I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was so excited. They're usually like $30 or $40, and I caught them for $11. I was like, yes. Get 
insert Xena yell here. And how many <laughs> pairs of boots? Well, we got the booties, oh the red boots, the strappy boots, and the not strappy boots. And then the knitted boots. And the knitted boots. That's There's five like pairs. Five, yeah. I bought five pairs last spring. And between all of them, it was like, what, $150? Yeah. It was because like $110 on, Yeah, because they're all on sale. Um, it's always hit up the sales, especially if you're a bigger person, because uh, the amount larger co clothes cost does not equal the amount of material used. No. <laughs> it it's ridiculous. Um gosh, I'm really I'm trying to describe my own personal like taste when it comes to specifically feeling witchy. It it's hard though, I don't know. I think a lot of times your jewelry kind of pushes it over the edge. That's true. I think jewelry is a great way. Like if you want to represent a certain uh, amount of what people think of as the general witchy aesthetic, I think jewelry is an easy way to do that without it compromising your personal sense of style. You know, like a five-point star necklace, uh, the, the tree of life on anything, um, all those stackable silver rings you see everywhere nowadays, uh, gemstone jewelry, and all this stuff is kind of in fashion right now anyway. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that those, like, scrunchy chokers are back. <laughs> oh, I used to love those as a kid. I have literally not worn one since I've seen them in stores again, though. But I really want to. I love them. Um, but that's, that is a good news, because a lot of the stuff that many of us associate with um, witchy vibes is sort of in fashion right now. So it makes it easy to uh, dress in a way that at least makes me feel a little more um, connected to what we're doing uh, without it being super obvious. Yeah. Were you finished? Yeah. Okay. I, just, I, I thought that was your ending and I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm going to ask before I cut her off. I am going to real quick reiterate that you can dress however the hell you want. It doesn't matter. <laughs> There's no such thing as a specific witch look. There's just, you know, what we associate with the idea of it, and that's mostly due to media. Anyway. More recently, this is Galena talking now. Um, more recently, I have been dressing what I would consider a little bit more witchy. Lyra literally, literally said that I've hit peak vampire. Yes. Uh, it's what happens when you were, you know, kind of gothy as a teenager, and then you had to start wearing, you know clothes that look like an adult would wear not to interrupt can i say the first job you inter interviewed for as a teenager they literally thought you were a vampire i don't i don't think you can even say you were kind of goth like i wore like band <laughs> t-shirts and black jeans i was kind of gothy you <laughs> were full on goth <laughs> my first job interview i went in in what I thought was job interview appropriate clothing. I mean, it was. And it was black dress wrong. slacks and a black sweater. Um, I don't think it was a sweater. I think it was what I, what my husband refers to as the witch shirt because that was what I, I wore the first time he met me and I was dressed as a witch for Halloween. Okay, so it was kind of a dagged. Yeah. Uh, it was... Was it still the 90s or was it the early 2000s? It was early early-ish 2000s, somewhere yeah. between 2001 and 2002. I went in for a job interview at 
a fast food place that sells fish, which, <laughs> oh my God, that was a horrible job. Um, but I went in and I had on, okay, I thought it was a sweater, but it, I, I think now that you've said that, I think that's right, which it was a, da a dag sleeve, which if you don't know what dag sleeves are, because I realize some of our, our listeners are male. That's true. It's um, basically like a jagged edged sleeve. So imagine like um, belled sleeves on a top. But like, this one was like um, pointy. Okay, <laughs> no, that let me sound right. actually take a step back. My style is a subdued Elvira. There we go. That that's my whole aesthetic. It's <laughs> just subdued Elvira. I don't show as much tit, but sometimes my tits come out. I mean, like, when you have when you have the level of tit that you have. <laughs> And even sometimes, because I don't have as much as you do, but even sometimes what I have, you just can't yeah, you contain can't it all the time. Because the tops were not made for big boobs. No. But anyway, so I go into my interview, and like I think it like it even it even like tied at the top, mm -hmm. so it made like a nice little like like, like an a eyelet. keyhole. Yeah, like a little yeah. key keylet keylet key eyelet or keyhole. And so I think I looked very nice. I honestly didn't have on any makeup. Because of the next thing. <laughs> okay, so I go in for the interview. And we go through the whole interview. And the guy's talking to me. And, you know, just the whole thing. And he's like, well, when would you like to work? I was like, well, you know, I'm mostly looking for night shifts. Because I'm, I'll be, I'll be, I'm in high school. And I'll be starting back to class soon. I think it was like middle of summer. Yeah, probably. I was like, so I mean, during the summer, I don't mind work day shifts. I prefer night shifts. And I'm just going on and on and on about, you know stupid teenagery stuff about you know I would prefer to have one weekend day off but I am willing to pick up hours and stuff like that so we make it through the entire interview I did get the job but at the end of the interview he's like now I just have to ask are you a vampire <laughs> and I'm like no he's like well oh no wait that wasn't when he asked if I was a vampire he asked me what happened to you oh and this is because about a week before I had gone swimming with my friends and then we rode all day in a Jeep with the top off. And while I did put on sunscreen, I'm very sun sensitive. I'm extremely pale. I, uh, I have, I actually used to have a widow's peak on my forehead, but I got burned so bad that my widow's peak stopped growing in. So I've just got like a patch of skin that still does the V, but there's no hair coming out of it. <laughs> but I had a big um, scab on my forehead, one on my cheek, my shoulders. And it, basically, this is also when your hair was bright red. Well, not bright. It was like a cherryish yeah. red, uh, maybe a little bit darker than cherry. Yeah, it was a little dark. I mean, I was a teenager, so like I, I dressed how I wanted. Yeah, I think you should um, still. But, so, I've got all of this going on. I've got bright red, like, the collar red hair. Like, not orange hair. I, I just have to be very specific. The collar red hair. Like, I just dumped a whole package of Kool-Aid in my hair. Um, and in all black. All black jewelry. <laughs> but I didn't have any makeup on because, you know, I was afraid of making my scabs get infected. So... We get to the end of the interview, and he's like, I have to ask you, did somebody throw you out of a car? <laughs> and I was like, 
no. I was like, what? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. You mean this. And I just kind of point to my face. I was like, no, I actually went outside <laughs> and went swimming for a couple of hours with friends. And I don't know if my sunscreen was just old or what, but I got really, really badly burned. <laughs> He's like, the sun did this to you. He's like, and you want to work night shift? He's like, are you a vampire? <laughs> the guy was ridiculous, though. He also thought that Bruce Springsteen was, like, God. Oh, man. His, all of his passwords were, like, Bruce God or Springsteen one or something like that. Whew, that is a lot. Yeah, it was. Guy was a trip. <laughs> um, But... Anyways, to get back to that. So, that's how I went to my first job interview. So, the guy thought I was a vampire. Um, but, I mean, I still kind of dress that way. Um, for my everyday look, I pretty much wear either a black or a dark red top. Yep. Usually a black sweater or cardigan. Tunic tops are my favorite thing on the face of the earth. Oh, they're so good. On Lyra, they're pretty much dresses. You make that sound, like, they're nothing I'd wear as a dress, because they usually hit, like, mid-thigh. Yeah, but, I mean, you can wear leggings under them, and they don't say anything to you at your work. That's true. To me, they're just very long tops, <laughs> because they don't quite come to mid-thigh. They just come to, like, upper thigh. Because <laughs> I have long legs and a long body. Yeah. And I have boobs, which that takes like four inches off the, the it bottom a lot of like shirt real estate <laughs> it does um but you know i mean i'm, I'm kind of monochromatic which i like i mean it's your fashion sense nobody nobody has the right to tell you not to dress that way it honestly doesn't stop people a, a lot of people have tried to make suggestions to me that i should wear more collar and it makes me think of I don't know if you guys have seen the IT crowd, but <laughs> the part of the IT crowd where uh, Richmond the goth is talking about how you can go from goth to boss. To boss. <laughs> and like one of the segments is introducing color to your wardrobe. <laughs> and I feel like that really applies to me because, you know, I have thrown in a couple greens. A couple greens, some pinks, but that's more because of how we were divided when we were children. Yeah. It was, it was very specific. She was always bought pink things, and I was always bought purple things. But no, my, so I guess my style is somewhere between Elvira and office wear. Yeah. <laughs> like, if she were a librarian. Well, but not how you're thinking. Because <laughs> I am not at all attractive enough to even cover that part. But, but yeah, pretty much if Elvira, I, I don't have a mullet. I also don't have Anymore. cherry red hair. <laughs> I've never had a mullet. No, I know, I'm sorry, I couldn't. God. I couldn't, I couldn't let it pass me. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I know, well, I don't have cherry red hair right now. I guess I did about a year ago. <laughs> I think you should again, because I think it looks great on you. It really, like, with your skin tone, it, it looks super vibrant and it's gorgeous. It does actually make me look like I have a little bit of a tan. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you look like a human. Stop. You're so pale. My aunt actually told, or our aunt actually told me that once. <laughs> Just when we yours. were on vacation. Um, after, like, a week at the lake... 
she's like, you almost look human. Yeah. I was like, mm, thank you. I'm sorry I was born without melanin. I would really like some. <laughs> Somebody give me some fucking melanin so I can go out in the sun for more than 15 minutes at a time. I would love to be able to prove that I still have any. <laughs> go out in the sun. Uh, I just don't tan the way I used to. You tan better than you think. I tan better than you, but that's not saying anything. Anyway. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to say about witchy fashion? Um, Just to reiterate... Boots, bralettes, yes. Yes. tunic tops. Yes. Tunic tops that wrap around like a wraparound dress. See, I don't like those. I love them. I think they look like a robe on me. And I think it's, I've talked about this before, but I think it's because of the way, you know what, I'm not going to go into that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your personal issues out of this. Yes. <laughs> um, jewelry. Uh, yes, absolutely. Jewelry mm-hmm. can step up and make your wardrobe look a little bit more witchy. Um, I usually prefer crescent moons and tree of life Yeah. over uh, five-pointed stars just because I... It, it's a lot. People recognize that very easily. And sometimes you get notes. <laughs> Sometimes you get notes on your damn desk about Satanism in the workplace and its dangers. And that's not cool. Don't do that to your friendly neighborhood former goth. Uh, It gives them a real complex for a little while. I wore pink because of that. Um, Which there's nothing wrong with pink. Pink actually looks kind of good on me. It does. It looks really good on your skin. But, you know, it's not... My favorite color. It's just been forced on you for years. I mean, why wear pink when there's a beautiful mauve or a blood red? That's true. Which makeup, too, can also kind of throw you a little over the witchy side. Absolutely. A nice red or black lipstick. Oh, really black lipstick. Really pops that color on your face. I like black lipstick because it lets me define how my lips look. <laughs> Like, you know, it's it's just such a such a harsh line the mm-hmm. black is, at least on my skin tone. Um We've got like more of an olivey mm-hmm. skin tone, so it really does look good on you. I put on black lipstick and they're just people are like, Wow, your skin is paper white. I mean, it is anyway, it's just more noticeable against the black. It doesn't help that you can't see my eyebrows. I, <laughs> that's true. She has very thin not thin, um, light eyebrows and uh, eyelashes when I was a child my hair was almost white so I just looked like an albino I really think you were almost albino and then at the last minute like some some force was like we can't do this to this poor child and gave you a little <laughs> bit of color what's that what is the, the skin disease is it porphyria where you're allergic to the sun I feel like I almost have porphyria <laughs> I mean, you once walked outside in a t-shirt and got a horrible sunburn on your... Like, she walked to the car and back and had a horrible sunburn on her, her shoulders. Went to the Caribbean and got sun poisoning. Yep. Uh, wearing 110 SPF sunscreen. Um, uh, I'm but, trying to think if there's anything else. We have leggings fucking wonderful love all the witchy leggings we have i've actually posted a couple of them to the instagram 
I don't think I've posted the ones with the Ouija board yet. I love those. Those, those are, are fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, just be yourself. Integrate yeah. things that you want, you know. Use a little bit of symbolism. Also, can I say, if you want to do something weird that's not like an accepted style anywhere, just fucking go for it. Who gives a shit? As long as you're happy and you think you look good, fuck everybody else. Hell fuck yes mm -hmm. um so i think that's gonna wrap up our faction our fashion <laughs> section you'll be hearing from nettle after this she's pre-recorded a little section on her fashion which is adorable oh she's ethereal she really is <laughs> um and then we will get sage's uh fashion thoughts to you later hers are probably going to be better better organized than us because she's she's better at all that fashion and whatnot i feel like hers is somewhere between like a 50s pinup model and and like I, I don't know where you're going with it but like absolutely um because we, we she put, does a lot of polka dots yeah we put together witch outfits for uh, a halloween to walk around with her kids and she had this cute little it was a very 1950s like style witch dress like it belled out a little bit at Aww. the end, and it was just sort of plain black, and it looked so flattering on her. Um, had she put on, like, striped socks underneath it, I tell you, she would have looked like she was right out of the 1950s. <laughs> um, ooh, striped socks. Yeah. Striped <laughs> socks. Mavis. Shut up. All right. Um. Nettle here. Uh, I'm kind of hoping the segment I'm about to record is just going to be fucking deleted because I'm hoping to record with everyone else tonight. But in case our schedules don't pan out, I did want to go ahead and have something prepared for our witchy fashion se segment. Goodness. Um, now, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's going to say this, but you definitely don't have to dress a certain way to be a witch at all. But sometimes it's nice to have something to look a certain way. So if somebody else in the witchy community saw you, they would at least think, hey, that might be another witch. <laughs> Um, and I know, like, a nice, a nice way to do that was with jewelry and things. Um, for instance, I've got a Cycle the Moons necklace. Um, yeah, it, just about anything moony kind of screams witch, even if it wasn't coded to be witchy. Um, which is great. And it's also, like, it's a popular accessory item, so it's not really something that, you know, if, if, if your boss saw you in it, you didn't want him wondering if you were a witch or not, him or her or them. Uh, if you're a witch or not, um, they wouldn't necessarily go, oh, that girl or boy or or non-binary person is wearing a, a moon necklace. They must practice witchcraft. Um, but it's like a nice, subtle way to, to just have it on you and to feel kind of witchy. Um, I've got some fairy jewelry. Not a lot of overtly witchy fairy jewelry because I am a little afraid to go down that route right now. Um, which I say that, but I'm also, um, eyeballing some cute fairy-esque, uh, necklaces and things. I'm trying to see what else I have. I have a haunted house necklace. I'm not sure that's necessarily witchy, but it's nifty. And, and I mean, you don't have to have something that looks witchy, um, if you don't want that. Because it's okay to, like, want that look. It's okay to not want that look. You can always bless or charm jewelry so it has your intent in it. So it is, um by its very being of having witchcraft practiced on it, uh, a witchy item. Um, but you can also 
I mean, like I said before, you don't have to worry about it either if you don't want to, but if you just want to have that little pop, um, that's perfectly fine. I completely understand because that's, that's how I am. Um, Clothing-wise, I feel like it very much depends on your style, how you're going to dress. I do like a lot of really floaty, wispy shit, um, <laughs> just to be frank. Um, I actually accidentally wore two kind of witchy outfits this week, and I'm not sure anybody looking at me would have been like, yeah, that bitch is a witch. Um, <laughs> but it made me feel very witchy, which was nice. Um, one was... It's a lighter color. For the life of me, if I can't, I can't tell if it's if it's gray or green. But it has like a sheath dress on the inside, so there's already like a solid layer underneath it. And then around the skirt, it has two extra layers, uh, maybe more than two. I don't know. Anyway, it, it's got another another layer over that dress, and they're very wispy and floaty, and they're very cute. Um, it looks very nice when the wind blows, and because of that middle sheath sheath part, I don't have to worry about my dress like floating the fuck up. Uh, which is always stupid and horrible. Um, and on top of it, I wore a black crop top, and that crop top was also very wispy and layery. And together, it looked really cute. It also completely defeated the look I was trying for the day, because I was I was trying to dress um, a little softer and a little less witchy. But I failed, so I just ran with it. Um, the other look that I wore... Um, that ended up being much witchier than I meant to be. Um, I wore a denim maxi-length skirt. Uh, it was very big and full. And then I tucked in a tunic into it. And um, it's one of those where it has the, the holes around the chest and then the laces. I don't know why. Whenever I see them, I think of D&D characters. Um, which, is, which is fun. And it makes me want to buy like 20. Um, and I know I wore necklaces with them. They weren't overtly witchy. It was just, I felt very witchy. It's probably more I felt very powerful in them. I felt very much like I could, I could, I could do a lot in them. Um, they were, I want to say I could beat somebody up in them, but that's, that, I could beat somebody up in anything. Um, they were very, uh, useful. I cannot for life me to remember the word, and I know I had it earlier. Um... But it was nice. It was nice. And I mean, you can always do other little accessories and things. Halloween in October, if you live in if you live in a place that celebrates Halloween, is a great time to just go all out and have nobody just look at you and go, yeah, that's a witch. I actually have a little witch hat pin. Yeah, that, or not hat pin, but hair, hair pin, hair pin, sorry, because that's not for a hat, it's for your hair. Uh, hair pin that I bought that I need to... My hair's a little too fine to slide it into because it's, I guess it's made for children. Um, I guess. Uh, the the, the uh, clip part is very, there's nothing to grab my hair. So what I need to do is actually take that off and put on one of the ones I have somewhere that I bought to make hair clips. But anyway, when I do that, I can wear that if I manage to do it before Halloween's over. Um... I look real quick. And I mean, I've got I've got a bat purse, which I love. It's not the least bit realistic, but it's adorable. Um, and I'm going to have to wear that at some point over Halloween. Although for that one, I'll wear it, I'll, I'll wear it any time of the year because I really don't care. It mostly just looks like I, I buy things meant for middle school girls, which is fair. I do. Um, because that's a cute kind of style I never got over. Um, I'm trying to think real quick. 
You can always sort of work in your craft into your um, your theme if you do that sort of thing like I do. Um, I didn't mean to, but when I started to dry, buy, buy, sorry, buy more work-oriented clothes because um, I had up until about 20-something uh, just worked in a job where I needed a solid uniform. And to be fair, I only recently left that job, but then I started working another job um, where I could, I could dress more. I just had to dress very nicely. I'm not even sure that's the right word, but uh, I couldn't wear jeans and a t-shirt, which sucked because all the men seemed to get away with that. But anyway, uh, I sort of drifted towards a lot of florals and shit like that. So I accidentally created a theme for myself with floral clothing, which I've not yet broke because I really like them. I really like the way fake florals look, apparently. Um... <laughs> And I'm not phrasing this well. I was going to say, if you wanted to work that into your craft, I would at some point like to work with florals. Um, I see a lot of cute things people do with flowers and resin. Um, I need to learn how to do that, but it's definitely something I'm into. Um, once, my poor dog. Uh, once I learn how to do that, um, that would be fun to do. I need to, I need to grow some flowers before I do that, because I wouldn't want to go out and just take flowers. Although, responsibly taking plants um there's plenty of responsible ways to take some plants like if you're out somewhere and they're wild flowers and you take oh gosh i know lyra knows the exact one but if you if you don't take all of them if you just take a few um there's still more to continue growing that sort of thing i just would prefer to make my own because um well i can grow them with witchcraft um already imbued in them <laughs> Uh, we'll see how I do next year because I've had seeds for a few years now and I just keep forgetting to fucking plant them because I'm worthless. And let me see. I know I had some other witchy fashion stuff I wanted to talk about. I feel like everyone else is going to be a little bit better at it because they already dress very witchy without intending to. And I mean, I do too, obviously, because I fucked up twice without meaning to. Well, not fucked up. I just didn't mean to. And if I want to dress like a witch, I want to feel like a witch. Oh, shoes. I wear a lot of boots and things um, because they're comfortable. I do need to, at some point, get a nice sturdy pair of boots because that... Boots look really witchy, but a sturdy pair of boots that I can do fucking anything in would be the best. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go and sign off and see if this actually saved this time. So in this next part, we're actually going to talk about a question we got through Instagram. Um, one of our followers, uh, who we actually gave a shout out to earlier, asked about our opinions on raising children in the craft. And this is another one that we're going to have to give you the um, answers a little separately because we were. this is partially why we planned on uh, specifically recording with Sage since but she Sage has sucks. children. Oh my god, stop. She's going to have a complex. Um, Good. <laughs> um, but me and my husband have talked about um, raising kids in the craft quite a bit. Because, you know, we, we plan on having kids uh, sometime in the nearish future. And, um, you know, figuring out how you're going to introduce your children to any sort of relig religious belief can be... Um, a weird thing to, to figure out. Um, personally, I would like to involve any children I have uh, in the practice as much as they're willing to. Um, and, you know, of course, when they're when they're old enough to do uh, certain things, like 
from any age if we're doing something like making a pie with good intent or something like that that'll be like I said any age um cleansing rituals stuff like that that's any age um spirit work isn't no, <laughs> no. um I think it, something heavy like that would be more of when they are older and such start pursuing it on their own anyway you know what I mean uh that'd be something you want to walk them through later absolutely and um I uh real quick I am going to say that I uh I've had a discussion with our mother about um her introducing children to Christianity um because I'm not going to raise children to be anything specific I want to raise them around my beliefs because you know I, I don't want to hide any beliefs I have from my children um but I mean uh our mom has uh said that she'd be interested in taking kids of mine to church with her and I think that's fine because actually when I was a kid I really valued the sense of community in mom's church because it was at least when we were younger there was like a close-knit sort of feeling to it mm -hmm. um and I also think that that would be a nice little bonding thing for them to do once a week you know it would um be a thing that they could look at as something they do with their grandmother mm -hmm. uh and I especially mom's church though because there's not it, it's very small um there's not like children's classes anymore so it's not I'm not worried about indoctrination. <laughs> the only thing I would be worried about in that is that the, the very strong sense of you're going to hell if you don't believe this way. Yeah. That is the thing I worry about because I don't really want any children of mine to have to have panic attacks about how they thought a bad thought about someone and now they're worried they're going to hell. Yeah, that's... Um, definitely something I would have discussions with them about, you know, um, cause I know when I was a kid, I, uh, if I would f so much as think like a cuss word or something like that, I would crazily like over and over again, obsessive compulsive style, um, ask God for forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and that's not something I want to introduce, you know, my children to, um, but I think that also comes, like, that, that sort of thing comes in how you teach them how to deal with and process feelings of guilt, you know? Because we, we weren't really taught <laughs> how to process things when we were small children. No. Uh, the generation our parents are from was the generation of uh, swallow your feelings and shut up about them. What I want to, this is Galena talking, what I want to imbue my children with is a sense of their own right to be their own person. Absolutely. That they're allowed to chase what feels good to them. Um, because I don't believe that morality stems from religion. Oh no. <laughs> um, which apparently is a wild concept to some people. I know. Um, but no, I, I just really want to, I want to teach them to be comfortable in who they are and what they are. Um, if I have children, I probably will raise them in the craft. I don't yeah. know that I'll necessarily 
bar them from going to church, but I think I'll definitely limit it. I don't know if I want them going every week with mom. I just think that's a bit much for children, especially the way she portrays it, that it's something you can't miss, that somehow that's going to affect your score to get into heaven. And I mean, I understand that. Um, I think, I think my, my sort of ease about it stems from the fact that when I was a kid, apart from like some of the guilt and stuff, I never really believed in Christianity, even as a younger child. Um, and like, I don't know, it, it just was never super, it, it didn't have a, a firm grip on my decisions as a child. Um, which I know is different from a lot of people's experience, mm -hmm. but I think that's because literally nothing has ever had a firm grip on whether I decide to do something or not. I think what I want to do is I want to give my children a very broad view of world religions. Yeah. I want to, you know, if they have questions, I want them to be able to ask them. I want them to feel very open and free. I necessarily, I mean, like I said, I want to, I want to raise them knowing about the craft I want to well I guess my craft not the craft but you know what I do what I feel um spirit work I probably will lead them out of and yeah. shield them as much as I can unless they show a real affinity for it and if they start having dreams at a young age we might talk about it oh yeah absolutely work through that um but I really just want to leave it open to them to decide what they want to do now, a few years ago, there was a movement within the community to kind of create a like Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts-esque uh, scouts for children of, um, of people who, who practice different pagan faiths. And I think, I think it was called the Spiral Scouts. And it was, really, it was a really great idea because it really didn't teach any kind of religion in it like most scouting yeah. things do but it's more of like a very like naturalist view of the world like they get to go out into nature and learn about nature and you know there I think there was a lot of you know these rocks do this and that <laughs> rock does that which you know they're already going to know about so so that's that's really cool I like that a yeah. lot I think they're called spiral scouts but I don't want to I'm say... assuming this is something that never really took off it, yeah though. I, I yeah. don't think it went anywhere um, but that's, I mean, I, I completely agree. I, the thing is, I don't want to bar my children from any experience they're interested in. I do want to raise them with knowledge of other religions. Um, I'm not going to raise them in the craft specifically so they continue it. It's going to be up to them. Um, and, uh, I, t I definitely wouldn't raise children under the impression that morality comes from religion because that is ridiculous. I want to raise kids that do things for the good of people because it's for the good of people exactly um what's that thing secular humanism thank you i can never yeah, remember that's, that's going to be my my main focus i believe in in child rearing is yeah secular humanism and i definitely don't want to raise kids with the idea that any religion is wrong i interrupted you go ahead no, it's okay um i don't even what tangent i was off on but but no i, I definitely want to instill that in my children that you know it is a very big important part of you being a good person is giving back to your community yeah. and working within that not necessarily tithing 10% of your income 
to a to a community, but you know, making sure that that you are giving back to your community. And I would like to raise kids somewhere where they have a sense of that community, which is part of the reason I I am okay with mom taking children to church, um, because at least in mom's church, the people there while most of them are much older now and probably not capable of doing things, would do anything to help anybody else in the church. True. Um, I'm going to be very open with any children I have about my personal beliefs towards Christianity and things like that. Um, and the, the most important thing to me is teaching children to question mm-hmm. anything they're told, you know? Because I want them to find out for themselves and make their own decisions. Um But I mean, I think at least partially raising children in the craft, you know, would be a great way to open them up spiritually and uh, have them be more emotionally intelligent from an early age. Because I feel like a lot of religions don't do that. But the question originally, I just want to make sure that we we said who it came from, that the the question originally came from D.K. Hall Jr. Yes. Um, Which, by the way... Your messages are so fun. You're such a fun guy. Um, he he actually has children uh, mm. that, and he's picking his craft back up. And uh, so we we were talking about that. Um, yeah, I saw that message that he kind of wanted to create a generational groom like what you're working yeah. on. Yeah, and that's of course going to be an option for for any of my children as well. They don't have to do anything with it, but if they want to, it's there. And any uh, information that I learn as I go, I'm going to be tucking into this grim <laughs> um, which I need a new binder for so little note to myself later um, there was something else I was going to talk about really quick with this um, oh and it was it, I remember now because um, I brought this up in the, the message um, I think an important part of this is teaching children how to communicate if they are fully participating in craft in the craft with you I think it's important to teach them language to be able to express the things they do with their family without it sounding like something other children are going to make fun of them for. Yeah, that's a big part of it, too. Because children are cruel. Because they absolutely can be. <laughs> There's nothing stopping a, a lot of children from being cruel, you know, especially not families. Um, uh if you have a child who goes to school and says to all these children my parents are witches or something like that they're going to probably get made fun of yeah ideally we could live in a world where that wouldn't happen and everybody can be open about their beliefs um now of course if you if you don't live in the broom closet and you're completely out in the open with your craft, and you don't care what anyone thinks, and that's something you want to pass down to your children, that's great. And I absolutely support that. I just, just want... Just remember that kids are cruel, no matter how you're you're raising your children to be. Yeah, that's true. Kids are going to be cruel. Um, but I, I, I want to uh, teach any children I have... Um, language to communicate I, I don't I don't have like a full idea on how I'm going to do that yet um to communicate what they do with their family and how they believe um in a way that gives them the the option 
of either being fully open with it or not. Um, and it's, it's super hard when children are real young because mm. um, they're, they're not fully equipped with, with a, a vast <laughs> uh, vocabulary or even a full comprehension of what a lot of things mean or how other people will react to things. Um, but no, that's part of the the adventure of growing up, honestly. Yeah, you, it's true. You learn how to harness these social cues and things like that to learn how to react around you. Um, but I, I do think, you know, your children communicating with other children is a big concern of raising them in the craft. It can be. It, it depends, I think, on where you live. But yes, that, that can be. That's true. A big, a big concern. Um... I know where we are. We live in a very heavily Christian area of the U.S. Um, and there are still people in, in our area of the, uh, the world who think burning witches is what you should do if you find them. So, I mean, it, it's a hard thing to do. I've definitely had thou shalt not suffer a witch to live shouted at me before when I revealed that I I I I have my own practice. Yeah. Um So I mean it, I I don't know. I feel like at the end this is just another thing where it it's all about how you're going to live your life, you know? Um this is just like just about everything else we talk about it it really comes down to you and what what you want um i don't know i don't have <laughs> i don't have anything else to say on that i guess how about you no i think a lot of it of, of why we're not sure is just where we don't have children yet yeah i think that's um, a big part of it but I actually also have started my research for my grim. I'm kind of in a proto grim <laughs> stage because when I when I first started practicing, I for some reason I didn't keep a grim because I thought it was silly. And so now I'm having to do a lot of stuff from memory <laughs> recreated. But you know, it's a fun experience, and I'm actually starting to take notes and. And, you know, they work on stuff. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm so sorry. I'm the worst about that. I take that. long pauses. I apologize. I do too. <laughs> um, I definitely suggest anybody who's out there that is interested in trying a grim, do it. It's fun. A lot of people do it in a lot of different ways. Uh, mine's going to be kind of like uh, reference book style. Um, a lot of people do it as a personal journal that just also includes elements of uh, their practice. Um, a lot of people do it uh, specifically as like an artistic expression um, with painting or sketching or even collage, things like that. Um, and I've seen some, some really beautiful grims on the internet. Um, and of course, like, it, it doesn't have to be beautiful, you know? No. As mine, long as it functions for you. Mine is just, like, handwritten text at the moment. Mine's horrible hand drawings. <laughs> um, I'm actually working on drawings so I can do better in my grim. Um, and I think I'll probably end up redoing a bunch of pages anyway. So. Well, that's kind of why mine's in its proto phase. Right now it's just all text. Yeah. And then eventually I would like to start making actual pages to kind of go into a 
ring binder-esque. Yeah, which I think, for me at least, makes the most sense. Because I'm definitely going to be adding pages as I go along. Yeah. And it may not all be in the right section and, yeah. and stuff like that. So you can rearrange it how you want. Exactly. Um, and I originally thought about maybe doing it all digitally, which you can do as an option. And um, personally, I was going to like design it and put all the information digitally on a page and then print it out and put it in, in my Grimm. But like, I really wanted the the element of the handwritten, mm. you know, like I, I wanted to feel connected to it. So I decided to go handwritten. Um, I sometimes regret that when I'm drawing out like the tiniest flowers. <laughs> they're very pretty. Lara doesn't think that her pages are pretty, but they're actually very gorgeous. I'm absolutely not an artist, and I'm not very good at it, but I think I've done a good enough job to where you can look at it, look at the actual plant, and be like, yeah, that's probably it. See, I need to start working on my calligraphy, because when I actually do my real pages, I want to do them in calligraphy. Oh, your calligraphy's so beautiful. It's not anywhere near where it needs to be. But I mean, that that's also a part of it, you know, learning and growing, and that's actually part of why I wanted to do the bullet journaling. Mm-hmm. Because um, part of it is it gives me more experience with um, lettering and, and handwriting and, and all that. But it also gets me to a point where I'm more willing to accept when I make tiny mistakes instead of just scrubbing the whole thing and starting over. <laughs> my bullet journal has become my protogram. <laughs> and I've actually kind of stolen that idea from you because I'm putting more and more of, the, of what we do uh, witchcraft-wise in my bullet journal as well. Um, we're still definitely in the, like, raising children segment. We've definitely stopped talking about raising children. Well, no, I mean, this is part of documenting oh, your, I mean, that's your growth so that there's a guide for future generations. And, you know, even if um, your children aren't interested in the craft, I, there's at least going to be some point in their life where they're interested in what you did when you were around their age, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I, I would suggest keeping something but it, it's that's another thing that's up to you um most of the stuff we talk about on this podcast in this vein like uh your practice is personal your fashion is personal the way you raise your children is personal um so I mean obviously we're not trying to tell anybody how to do any of these things or how to live your life um we're just we're just sort of sharing our own um thoughts on it and if anyone out there has thoughts or opinions on it or especially if you currently are raising children in the craft and you want to let us know about it and have us share it on the podcast let us know um that would actually be fantastic i'd love to hear from somebody who actually absolutely. is doing it you know kind of how that's going and you know what challenges you're facing because apart from sharing that on the podcast personally i would love to know for when eventually i do have children um because even if even if me and my husband don't have children anytime soon, because there's some, there, there's some doubt that I might be able to, to have children at all. Um, we've talked about it and we're going to wait a couple of years, save up some money and start adopting. Mm. So either way, there's going to be children and there's going to be the craft. So, <laughs> uh, so for my own personal enrichment, I would like to hear from other people's experiences. Cause that is a good, that's a great way to learn hearing from other people's experiences. Um, and if you want to send it to us in a message, um, we have our Instagram at, at which, which podcast. We have our Tumblr at which, which podcast. We have our Twitter at which, which pod, and we have our email, uh, 
which is witchwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also send us uh, voice recordings if you want to share your lovely voice with the rest of the listeners. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's all the ways to, to send us the, the things. Well, there is another thing. One of our lovely followers, and I'm trying to remember which one right off the top of my head. We're not great at the thinking. No, I'm pulling it up because... This is why we keep notes. Yes. Not that that needed to be a whiny yes, like it just came out. It's all right. You're concentrating on what you're doing. <laughs> Did you pull a, a hair out of your head? What? There was a hair in your head. I thought you'd done it on purpose. Oh, no. My, I, I shed. Me too. We are a very sheddy family. Us, the animals, just all around. I'm, I'm literally just grasping at straws for things to fill the space while she's looking for this thing, or this person, so this might be a bit rambly, and I'm so sorry. But I think it's probably better than a large block of silence. It's uh, our user who is http.creepy oh. underscore actually told me about a really awesome witchy app call uh hosted on the amino platform oh yeah it is absolutely adorable and there's a pretty good healthy community on there i haven't really done much on it yet um i actually meant to bring it up last podcast <laughs> and i had <laughs> forgotten but it's called witches amino or the witches circle and it's absolutely adorable you can personalize your page and you know Go into different topics, share questions, answer questions. Um, it's just a really good information sharing app, information sharing platform. I've actually seen a few things on Amino, and I, I downloaded it a while ago, but I haven't done anything with it. Um, but uh, a lot of the YouTubers I watch have, like, paid promotions for Amino and stuff. Mm. Um but it seems pretty cool. Uh, it seems a little... This isn't me shitting on Discord. Discord seems pretty interesting. But I, I'm not good at it. It seems a little better organized than Discord. Discord's pretty cool. I've um, actually gone to a, a couple classes on Discord. Oh, yeah, which that's are pretty your cool. spirit work classes are, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Which I'm still working on. Which... Funnily enough, the spirit work I've been doing and the view I've been taking on of it has kind of ruined horror movies because <laughs> we watched one the other night where, you know, like it was a very creepy scene where like a ghost reaches through a door and I was like, oh, she's just trying to tell her and warn her of something. And Lyra was like, yeah, but that's terrifying. I was like, but she doesn't know she's being terrified. Okay. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I agree. The thing is is that regardless of her trying to communicate, it would still be scary. Like, if if a ghost was reaching out to me and I understood it was just trying to communicate, I would still probably be terrified because the idea of a ghost scares me. <laughs> See, it stopped being terrifying in my dreams <laughs> when they do weird stuff. So that, that's kind of why I'm like, oh, okay, so now this is kind of ruined for me. I'm going to be one of these days with somebody and talking to a ghost or something, and they're going to be like, do you see this? I'm like, just... It's just how they're reaching out. Just breathe deep. <laughs> See, I think, I think I'm just unsettled by the idea, is all. Um, and it is something that I want to get past, because I, like I've, I've said so many times on the podcast myself, they don't know they're being scary. They're just people, mm -hmm. um, for the most part, at least. Um, I mean, they're, 
just like there are people that harbor ill intent, I'm sure there's spirits that harbor ill intent. Um, but me personally, I, I am not at the point where I can get past the initial fear. Don't get me wrong, I can work through fear. Most of my life has been lived in fear. <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing okay. But, uh, oh, speaking of, of fear, the other day when I was leaving the bathroom, I turned off the light and there was clicking. Mm. And it's very easy to say that that could have been anything else, but it spooked the hell out of me. <laughs> yes, that's the, the bathroom where the water spontaneously turns on and the door slams. Mm-hmm. So much fun. It's great. <laughs> Which is honestly not as creepy now. I mean... <laughs> You're like, no. No, it still is. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely still creeped out by it. Like, it's still a force that I don't fully understand doing things. It... I guess it's probably, and I think this is in general for everybody, it's probably less of a fear of ghosts specifically and more of just a fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. That's I know for a fact a fear of the unknown and a fear of isolation is where all of my own personal anxieties stem from. So <laughs> I think I'm just getting oddly calm about everything. I mean, that's good, though. <laughs> uh, but I think that's it as far as child rearing. Definitely reach out to us if you're raising children or if you have questions or if you want to add your your uh, your opinion to this. Absolutely. Please let us know. Um, and if you do want to reach out and talk to us about it, but you don't want us to share it on the podcast, just let us know. If you do reach out to us for this or anything else, um, if you want to, go ahead and let us know if you're good with getting a shout out. Tell us if you want your name, your uh, internet handle, or both mentioned. Um, and once again, we love hearing from you guys. It's... Uh, fucking shot of validation for us <laughs> which we love and it just makes us feel like we're really I don't know providing a space for people mm-hmm. because we do we do want to build a community absolutely where we can all share information and you know just kind of which Amina would be great for that mm-hmm. sorry no no it's okay <laughs> you know and just kind of get to know each other and, and it's really awesome to meet other people who have similar interests yeah definitely all right, and in this segment, we're going to sca- scare our story, <laughs> share a scary story. Uh, this is Galena. Uh, several years ago, I worked at an assisted living facility where I, I made food. <laughs> I was a cook. Sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> um, We've been recording for a little while. A lot of stops and starts. Um... But one week, a gentleman who'd been there for a while had passed away. And we just kind of jokingly, when things had happened, would just say, you know, George, quit it. Well, I was cooking something. I don't quite remember what it was when, um, and I don't know if you've ever been in an, in, in an industrial kitchen. You don't just use spices that are the same size you get, you know, from the store. You use ginormous, like, gallon-sized spices. Well, one of those flipped over. And let's see, let's say that it was, it flipped over to the right. And this giant bottle of Worcester sauce jumped over it to the left and hit the far wall beside it <laughs> burst and fell there is no logical reason for it to do that like you would just think that you know maybe it would just roll off 
the shelf if it got bumped. But it flew eight feet and hit the wall beside it, beside the sinks, and burst. And uh, I was all the way in the kitchen. I was like, oh, maybe the train went by and somehow jiggled it (laughs) loose. Why would it have flown eight feet? So later, I told the nurse on duty about it. She's like, yeah, a lot of weird stuff happens after somebody passes here sometimes. And we kind of talked about it. She told me all about a few different things that happened. But it was one of those things, like, it it wasn't necessarily creepy at the time. I mean, it was a little creepy. Because I was just mostly aggravated because I couldn't figure out how it happened. But, you know, it's it's just one of those things. Uh, when you work in spaces where a lot of people pass. Stuff happens. Stuff happens. And it was, you know, like, so it's not really a super creepy thing. It was more creepy because I was all by myself in the kitchen. <laughs> and no one else was in there. And when I went back and checked in the door, that lead, that led in from, like, the activity area was locked. So, it wasn't as if somebody went in and, like, threw it and then, like, got back out the door. The door was locked. Yeah. So, like, I got a little creeped out and had to go. Because I used to smoke back then. I went out and smoked on the back porch for a little while. Which is fair. I mean, that's that's so much. <laughs> it was a lot. I think it was, like, the first couple weeks I worked there, too. So, I was really creeped out by that. But as time went on, you know, a lot of stuff happened. And I just kind of let it go. <laughs> Um, but I think that's everything we have for you tonight. Sorry if that was rushed. I'm tired and I would love to go to bed. Yeah, bed sounds great right now. I have to actually get up in morning hours to work tomorrow. So I'm going to be out of my element. (laughs) Had to go do some adulting tomorrow. Adulting. Alright, do you have a spooky sign-off for us? You know, sometimes when a cat stares off in space... I think it's because they're looking at the demon over your shoulder. The demon over your shoulder. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we can do that one. (laughs) Stay spooky. Keep your tits up.